AI tool that can generate everything from a school exam answer to a Shakespearean sonnet about the Crows 2017 season. It's incredibly clever. It's considered one of the most remarkable developments in AI and technology in a number of years and one they're only beginning to understand. It is only beginning to understand its full potential too, is it? Overnight, there's reports that it was able to complete the bar exam in the United States, a medical exam as well. Not getting A's, getting B, B minus sorts of grades, but still, it was not expected to be able to do that level of complexity. Uh, Microsoft are clearly impressed. In news in the last six hours, they've announced a multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment in OpenAI, which is the company that uh, that uh, runs ChatGPT. Uh, they say to accelerate AI breakthroughs to ensure these benefits are sh- broadly shared with the world. Professor Kath Ellis from the University of New South Wales in the School of Arts and Media joins us. Um, this is interesting in the world of education, Professor. And, and as I understand it, in your state, there's plans actually to uh, to ban chat GPT from being a tool that um, people could potentially use to, uh, to cheat. Yes, uh, good morning. The, the ban has actually been announced by the Department of Education and covers the public high school and primary school system here in the state. And a similar ban has also been announced in Queensland. Do you think that ban will also end up applying, or, or rather could it be a self-generated ban in the in the tertiary sector as well, Professor Ellis? Look, I can't speak on behalf of any individual institutions, but I sincerely doubt it. The rationale given by the New South Wales Department of Education as to why they've put this ban in place, and basically what they've done is they've blocked access through the, the internet system at the, at the schools on campus. The rationale that's been provided is you know, a reasonable one in the sense that the terms of use for all OpenAI products changed in the middle of December last year to be quite clear that you must be over the age of 18 to use them in order to comply with the term of use. So that's been the rationale given, and you can't really argue with that. That obviously wouldn't apply on university campuses, so that rationale makes a lot less sense. But I, I guess a few of us are wondering whether that's really the reason why the ban's been put in place. But at the same time, you can't really argue with it. Doesn't it completely undercut the whole point of learning, though? I mean, I'm the proud owner of a of an arts degree, and the whole thrust of it, thinking back to like subjects I studied in history and politics about like colonialism in the Pacific and things you weren't particularly au fait with at the time was to, off your own bat, um, source and analyse material and then then after you'd read and understood that material, then select the appropriate parts of it yourself to construct a cogent argument. And the idea that you can outsource that to some computer program seems to just kill off the idea of an education. Yeah, well, absolutely. First, congratulations on your arts degree. I'm also very proud of mine. <laughs> <laughs> We've we got to uh, stick together us BAs. All right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but, I mean, of course, the, the advice of something like ChatGPT and GPT-3 doesn't stop a student from doing all of those wonderful things that you've talked about. The, the problem, obviously, is the temptation to cut that corner mm. and to get a do the, what we call cognitive offloading to a tool. In other words, to get a tool to do the heavy load of the thinking for you. And this is, of course, the challenge that a tool like this presents to any educational institution and, and sector. And that's what's got a lot of teachers and educational leaders scratching their heads, thinking, how do we secure our assessment 
against those students who want to or attempted to cut that corner, whilst not, if you like, cramping the style and the opportunity for those students who would never dream of offloading their cognition mm. or outsourcing the work to mm. someone else. So that's exactly the challenge that we all face. So it's a new technology that's posing questions for all manner of sectors. Professor Kath Ellis from the University of New South Wales, really appreciate your insights on the situation there in tertiary education. But of course, two people are speculating about the future of roles in journalism, in media and, and a whole range of others um, as this ultimately evolves. See, the idea that you can control it, though, it's, it's, it, it's such a huge temptation. And I think it starts almost at primary school level where you can see kids doing mm. assignments like, OK, you've you got to write an assignment about, you know, the history of Latvia. Now, for a lot of kids, they think, okay, I'll type Latvia into Google and I'll see what I get. Oh, hang on, I've got this Wikipedia page. I reckon heaps of kids would just, human nature, their first foray into writing something like that, they'd just do big cut-and-paste slabs off Wikipedia mm. and hand up and say, oh, this is what I know about Latvia. So mm. Do you really know anything about it? But do you just know how to find it on Wikipedia? Yeah, That's, so what's it, what's it testing? But it's so understandable that mm. people will think, well, that looks like an assignment. That looks like I've done the work. Completely. But it'll get to the point where, where are the other sources? <laughs> yeah. It's just completely mind-boggling. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.